Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Indeed it does. Fast Money starts right now live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York's Times Square. I'm Tyler Matheson in for Melissa Lee. Our traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Carter Wurst, Steve Grasso, and Guy Adami. Tonight, the S&P near record highs ahead of the trade talk set for this weekend. I'm calling it the G20. Oh, oh I love the it. G20. Love it. Uh, but the chart master says there's trouble brewing and he'll explain. Plus, UBS slashing its price target on Tesla for the third counted time this year. We will hear from the man behind the call. And we start with the market stocks closing out their best first half of the year in two decades. The S&P up an impressive 17%. Tech, far and away the best performing sector, up 26%. Healthcare, the worst, up just seven, trailing the broader market. So with the trade talks ongoing and Fed cut hopes still high, do you stick with what's working? Guy Adami, well, first of all, tech. Tyler, it's... Isn't I mean Tyler Matheson? It's special. Man. It's a special legend. It's a special it's legend. Right? Is legend it was too special much? It was New Year's no, Eve. It was New Year's it was Eve. New Year's so Eve. that was at the last day of last trading for the eat. year. This is the last day of trading for the right. quarter. They called me the closer. And you're doing a great job. <laughs> and you had that ramp up late in the S&P 500. I mean, I know Steve's been on back of this. Market's going to rally, and the market has been rallying. I don't trust it, but I haven't trusted it for quite some time. For full disclosure, I think the quarter end markup was definitely real. But to answer your question about tech. I think you got to fade it. I am not, I do not think a deal with G20, as you just said, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I think the Chinese are stringing us out. You know, maybe President Trump will come back and say what a great meeting they had and they love each other. But I don't think we're any closer to a deal today than we were six months ago, Tyler. If the weekend ends with no deal, as most people think, but kind of a truce, uh, uh, let's keep talking. That's and enough. So, is that enough? To That's keep enough. The market and going? and Isn't I think the way that they- priced in. No, I don't think it's priced in yet. I think I think wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy. 
I use it to put my investment account and 401k accounts into one hub and get expert tips that help me confidently manage my money. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. People got over overwhelmingly negative on the lows of the S&P. I think if you get a status quo or a neutral, basically nothing, as long as Xi doesn't walk out of the meeting, that's an ultra positive for the market. Ultra positive. But remember, what sent the market into a spasm in May was the idea that the talks were not going well on trade. That's what we spent all of May working through until, and June recovering from. Until, Tyler, uh, the Fed came in and said, we are the most important person in the room. And I, I still think it's about the Fed, and I think it's about July, and I think it's about 100 basis points that are effectively priced into this market, certainly 75 between now and, and year end. I, I think what's interesting is, first of all, positioning. When you talk about the smart money, I'm talking about long, short hedge funds. I'm talking about certainly the fast uh, money community, not necessarily this desk, but people that have been essentially flat to net short their equity bogeys now for a good part of the year. Uh, and frankly, this is part of the pain trade that I actually think takes it higher. You've got strategists that basically are bifurcated. Hey, we're going into resistance. A lot of great news priced in, as Carter says. Um, but then if we get through this G20 with an announcement, I actually believe, and that's they, think it goes higher. Well, Guy so, says fade the trade on well, tech. So or what do you say? General, so we know it was a great first half. But it was what followed, of course, after the worst December since 1931. So it's just the reciprocal of the sell-off of the ricochet. But here's the real important thing. Right now, guidance for Q2 is running at a negative rate that's not seen since the second quarter of 2006. So meaning there are 113 S&P companies that have, report, have issued guidance. And, and 87 of them are, are saying it's going to be below consensus. That's at the highest negative rate in 13 years. And I, I, I don't that's think what that, matters. And, and I'm not disregarding that but to Tim's point and what I feel is that the Fed is the most important thing happening here and if trade goes south you have the Fed backstop you would agree with that right right I mean we've we've heard everything even though Powell we are the world Powell is terrible we are the when, people. He, when he speaks Powell, Powell is Love terrible he does not ease the market but if that happens and things go negative or earnings go negative, you have the Fed backstop. So I do believe you could move higher, and I do believe you could still buy tech. Agree 100%. Tech has led for the last five Agree years. Agree 100% that he is learning how to message, and sometimes clumsily. I yeah, I, I, sometimes and I don't clumsily. even think he's learning Talk at all. Talk to me about tech, though. Let's come back yeah. there and, and join, the, join the argument. Well, you here. mentioned we are the world. I mean, something like Google has, has basically sounded like Cindy Lauper did in her, her little you know, vignette <laughs> in We Are the World. Not so good. Um, Google and some of the big mega cap tech names really have been the ones that have been holding the market back from otherwise we would be well through this and, and I think that is the place that you want to be looking I think you want to be looking at first at the underperformers and and it's hard to call Google deep value but relative to its peer group relative to its top line relative to its peg ratio um, those are names that I actually think have been beaten up by uh, the headlines we know and, and the expectations that the world was slowing and I think actually this is a great opportunity and how about healthcare? 
Guy, guy nailed this the other night. We, we had these two debates that were extremely painful to watch from where I stand on my ideology. But w- what did you hear about? Single payer. You heard about Medicare for all. all. about health You heard about all this. Now, healthcare had been a leader. Healthcare for, for years before this. Tech has been a leader for five years. Healthcare really had some decent performance. But I think it's going to be mired in negative headwinds here going forward to the election. Talk to me about tech a little more. It pains me to say this about Fang, uh, because I want to dislike Facebook so much for a number (laughs) of different reasons, and I think we all probably have our bias. You're able to. But with that said, you can't deny the stock over the last couple weeks, at least, has performed really well. Tim will correctly say it's underperformed, but I think the stock, the way it sets up now, given the backdrop, given earnings in a month or so, sets up really well on a benign tape. So I think Facebook up to 220, which was the previous high this past fall or so, probably makes a lot of sense out of those four names, Tyler. And yet what we know is the New York Fang Index, which was created and started trading about a year ago, is lagging badly because some of the grades have faltered, like a Baidu, a Tencent, and so forth. So it's, it's, a, it's a selective case to be made where certain stocks are doing well. Microsoft's a beast, right? Or Microsoft's a beast. A beast. That but, is one but, of the great stories to me of the past few years is how um, uh, this new CEO has taken that company and turned it around because it was dead money for 15 years. Well, the, the thing about Microsoft is they were really the ones that... And, and I mean the multiple of the stock was rewarded with their, their move to the cloud, which they were already there, their recurring revenue. But what, what I think people forget is that the, crowd, the cloud has gotten very, very crowded. And I think margins for enterprise are going to continue to be a drag on, on the guys that have priced it in already. So you're absolutely right. I think Microsoft was, was yesterday's story, but I think it was yesterday's story. Um, to me, you know, I, the, the, the fang that's underperformed is the fang to me that has the, the best fundamentals. I don't like Facebook here. Um, I, I think I've, I've mentioned Google. Um, I think Apple. I, I, think, I think Apple and Amazon, wherever, however you're spelling your fang, are, are both places, despite that, that Johnny Ivory uh, news overnight, you know, the stock doesn't trouble you, doesn't trouble, doesn't trouble you that he's leaving. I kind of cut you off there. I'm sorry. A minute ago. No, I mean, I'm just saying it's not as clear as it's just tech. There's there's sort of Facebook is lagged. Google is lagged. Apple is lagged. It's it's Microsoft and other sort of newer tech mid cap names that have really dominated the run and have not faltered. But super cap names that were former darlings and a lot of them fang index names are not performing. As you look back on the first half and you look at the IPOs that have come out, how do you grade it? Um, I guess you have, you've had ones that have, you probably give it a, a C to, B, to a B because you've had ones that have dragged it down. But I guess for the most, maybe I'll give it a B plus because for the most part, you've had a lot of these names that have taken You got off. real, real, uh, was that yesterday, right. I guess, and, and, and Beyond Meat, everybody knows about Beyond Meat. And I think meat. Uber kind of clouded everyone because yeah. everyone Uber was, w- was uh, including myself, I thought Uber was going to have a much better performance right out of the gates than it did, and I think that sort of clouded my judgment on the rest of the IPOs. Guys, Uber's up. Definitely been, FYI, Uber's, Uber's up yeah. from the IPO, but right when it and, came and, out, and Lyft is up 40% from the lows. So um, I, I, I think you, you have to give uh, the IPO market the dynamic of the IPO market, whatever you want to say about the companies that aren't making money and some of them that structurally never will, uh, when the Fed is giving money for free, and, and it, it coincided with the time, and I, I think this is the problem. You have a lot of companies, and I think a lot of them coming out of Silicon Valley, that don't make money in an environment where money's free, people are buying them. Carter, you've been a very bad boy, and I'm told that this is the point at which I tell you you have to leave the desk, leave the desk and, go and do get up All and right. walk over so, there. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go walk and over there. there. He goes I'm, I'm being as punishment. I'm being he cast out. Walk across cast out. Okay, and tell so, us why he thinks the rally is about to stall. So here's the thing. <laughs> Mr. The, Worth. The rally stalled 15 months ago. That is the key to this entire segment we're going to talk about here. This is a Friday. 
similar to today. It is 17 months ago, Friday, January 26, 2018. At that moment, the S&P 500 registered its highest weekly RSI reading ever recorded, higher than in 1987, higher than dot-com in March of 2000, higher even than 1929. It was on that basis, one of many oscillators, but the weekly RSI, the highest reading ever registered in the history of the equity market. That's excess. And we've basically been risk-off ever since. So let's pull some charts forward and go from there. So from that moment, consider this line and consider what the market has done put in the market. The market has basically been churning. Now, some are making the case that's going to break out, but what's important is all during this phase, that 17 full months, it's been entirely risk off, even though tech has performed. So let's talk about that and put it into context. From that point, that blow off top, again, the most overbought ever registered, Look at the performance of the equate S&P, no results. The S&P up slightly, gold up more, treasury bonds up more, REITs up more, utilities up the most. The point is, the market, the, the rally stalled a year and a half ago, and there's a great debate whether this stall is a rest before we break out, or of course it's a stall before we roll over, and both camps have good arguments to be made. But there is no, there is no confusion, right? The market, as it were, stalled almost a year and a half ago. And that is a condition that can't be argued with. Now, the equal weight, which in a way adjusts for true market breadth, because we know that super cap names, the top five names, are more value than the bottom 250. If you take the S&P and make it an equal weight index, it is virtually stuck at those highs. So if you look at this line, it is stopped here repeatedly. And again, a lot of people are calling for a breakout. We would need a lot of things to happen for that to happen, most notably a little bit encouraging today, banks, but industrials and energy and materials, it can't just be these super cap names, beasts like Microsoft driving the way. So the point is here, you know, it's anybody's guess and both arguments are valid, but there is no confusion. It's entirely risk off for the past year and a half and equities risk adjusted are the worst place one could have been for the better part of it's an amazing illustration. You have done your time in the penalty box. You can now come back. back. You can come back, right? Let's take a vote. We, we say well, Tyler, I mean, come on. Let's bring him back, Let's right? Him back. Carter Worth, would, you know, if there's you know. a... You're on the Mount Rushmore of CNBC. <laughs> I mean, you you are right. But Carter is is on the Mount well, Rushmore so of Just like an entertainment with an empty seat, it wouldn't be great so to have an empty seat. It wouldn't, so it wouldn't Carter, be to have no, an empty seat. No. Let me I'm take, an empty suit, not an empty seat. Let me take a pick and, and, a, and a chisel to, to sure. Rushmore for a second. Because I actually could make an argument that that blow-off top was so extraordinary that the activity we've had since then, I think, has been extraordinary. And by the way, it hasn't been the same top. We topped at 2860, 2870. Then we went up to 2930. Then we went up to 2960. We're slowly moving higher. But I mean, you can't tell me we're stopping. The equal weight. And actually, if you look at the value line, which is even broader equal weight, it's the S&P 500 plus the next 1,200 biggest names. 1,700 stocks plotted equal weight. That has stalled and even more so rolled over. So the issue is, again, and I tried to make that case, there's a perfectly good case that we do break out, and there's others that are making the opposite case. Mine is that I think we roll over. But there is no confusion that equities, risk-adjusted, have not lot of been all. a good place lot of to all. be. A lot of all. So let me tie off the block by asking each of you this question. Better than 50% chance that the market ends the year higher than it is today, or a lower than 50% chance? Uh, I, think, I think we're higher. Um, better than 50% I, I, chance I, I, that we're higher? Better than 50%. I would say, based on what we know about forward guidance, lower. 
less than 50% chance we end the year higher. Better, and I think we close above 3,000 in the next week. Better than 50%. Remember card sharks, Ty? You're a I fan. Do. I Lower, do. Tyler. You have to break Lower. the tie. Lo- I bet <laughs> a, a less than 50% chance mm-hmm. we are higher break the tie. at the end of the year. Tie. Break the tie, Ty. I say we will be a better than 50% chance Atta we are higher. Three to two. The it. Supreme Court has, <laughs> been, right. has been broken. Right. The Chief Justice has voted. Coming up, <laughs> Tesla. Woo! In turmoil, shares have been spiraling downward, and one top analyst just cut his price target for the third time this year. He will be here to explain why. Plus, beer stocks are, yes, of course, they are bubbling up this month. Mm. And there's Mm. one surprising name leading the way. We've got those details, and we're live from Times Square in New York City. There is much more fast money ahead right after this. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Tesla getting re-energized over the past month. The stock up about 20% in the last month, but UBS isn't buying it. Cutting the price target for the third time this year and reiterating its sell rating on Tesla. It's our call of the day. And U.S. Auto's analyst Colin Langan is behind it. He now has a $160 price target on Tesla, down from $200. He joins us now. Colin, welcome. Good to see you again. Why are you letting the the air out of the tires on Tesla? Uh, You know, what we look at is I think we're going to see a lot of the surge you've recently seen is on expectations that they're going to do pretty well on Q2 deliveries, which based on our channel checks, we we tend to agree given the the June sort of surge you typically see. uh, We think deliveries will be good. And that was what we highlighted in our note today. Uh, But I do think that people are missing is that profitability in the second quarter uh, when they report later in in July uh, will actually miss the mark. uh, largely because a lot of the, the deliveries we've seen is actually driven by pricing, and I think people are underestimating the margin pressure that will have. And, and so it's pricing that is bringing the margin pressure in. 
Absolutely. So what they did earlier this month is they uh, basically made the autopilot standard, actually early in April. Uh, they made autopilot standard. This was a $5,000 option, and they increased the price on average by about $2,000. Uh, so you're taking a very lucrative option. I mean, most of that went right to margin and making it uh, and only increasing it to $2,000. So you're talking about a $3,000 margin hit. When you blend it out based on take rates of so autopilot, we estimate it's about $900 in margin pressure uh, per but vehicle. He, but if I'm reading you right, what you expect here is potentially a pop in the stock when the uh, delivery numbers come out, followed by a fade, right? No, that's absolutely what we wrote in our report today. We expect to pop on the delivery number uh, as bulls probably get appeased by the, the demand recovering from uh, the decline in Q1. And then you have uh, the reality sink in that a lot of this was driven uh, by really two factors, the pricing that I mentioned. And secondly, uh, there's a little bit of a pull forward because in the U.S., the uh, EV, U.S. EV tax credit actually fades down July 1st. So there's about $1,900 savings. So you're better off buying in June than July. And you're probably seeing some benefit from that as well. That's why I think we go into the second half of the year, you're going to see deliveries fade. And you're still going to have this margin pressure because the price cuts will probably stick through, uh, which means that, you know, currently consensus is forecasting a profit and we have losses in the second half. So, so Colin, hey, it's Tim, and I, I think 360 to 400,000 in deliveries is, is a dream. Um, so, but I'm looking more at your, you know, your static weighted average cost of capital and really a lack, not a lack, but I would be focused on the balance sheet. I would be focused on all the signals that the company, and, and frankly, with suppliers, there's a whole number of dynamics that tell me this company's going to have trouble making it five years. We had the folks from Ark Invest on our show who have been very solid in the name, uh, have a thesis that's a five-year thesis. I don't know how you can have that. I, I think, you know, realize that uh, they just raised capital. They raised $2.7 billion. Uh, that puts them at close to $5 billion in cash. So I think, you know, our estimates is they're kind of safe until 2021. Um, uh, and I think that that'll be a critical point to see where profitability is at that point. So they did buy themselves some time. So I think that's less imminent of a catalyst. I think the reality is, is they need to push those deliveries because this is a growth stock that's not demonstrating growth. Um, and that you're pushing deliveries. And, and quite frankly, I think the near-term concern is where profitability is going to be. And then as you go to Q3, Q4, it's going to deliveries, I think, are going to disappoint as well. All right, Colin, thank you very much. We appreciate your time tonight. Have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. All right. Let's trade Tesla. I, I wonder, he says that, 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 that they're good through 2021. Sold. But at that point, aren't they, they, competition is going to come. Well, Audi's going to come. BMW is going to come. Yes, that's, that's a factor too. But I, I think the, uh, the, the issue of having money on, uh, on hand is going to be a problem. Plus margin. Collins was talking about margins. The tax credit goes from 3750 to 1875 on Monday, and then it evaporates to zero December 31st. That's going to crypt their margins even it's more. Like a they're going to have to cut prices on the car, yeah. or they're going to keep them the same. So either people aren't, aren't going to want the car, or they're going to make less money on the car. Either way, it's a negative for Tesla. And the rally we've just seen is a classic bear market rally. They jump like that 30 percent off the low, right back to the point at which it plunged. Now it likely resumes its downtrend. It's just technically busted, and busted stocks do have bounces, but they're dead cat bounces, and that's all this was. This was a $375 stock in December. Remember, October, November, December were horrible. This stock has made a series of lower lows and lower highs ever since. Tim's been on it fundamentally. Carter had a great call a couple weeks ago to buy that, that trough but I got to tell you something. I think it rolls over. Goldman Sachs negative. Credit Suisse also just had a negative note. I think you retest those levels we saw a couple weeks ago, Tyler. Independent company in 10 years? Whole, whole, whole. 10 years from now, years. I'm like 78 years old. I mean, I, I don't even know my name in 10 years. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, Great lap track. We'll leave it there. For more on Tesla and the other big analyst calls of the day, head on over to CNBC.com. 
Welcome back to Fast Money. Shares of Constellation Brands jumping today. Strong earnings report there. The company expects a sales boost from beer in 2020. And CEO Bill Newland says consumers aren't picking just one poison. One of the things that's changed in the last 20 years is today's consumer drinks across all three categories, beer, wine, and spirits, much more than what had happened historically. And we're perfectly positioned for that. We have all of our products in the high end. Whether you talk about our wine business, our beer business, or our spirit business, we're playing in the high growth, high margin sectors of the business, and it's paying off for us. Well, Constellation and some of the other beer stocks turning up for the start of the summer. So is the party just getting started? Oh, my. Or not? Are you chugging these stocks or not? So, oh, so here's listen the, here's to you. the problem Whoa. with beer, though. Beer, beer is I was working on that on the, all day. Beer is spiraling <laughs> downhill, but Modelo uh, and uh, Corona, Corona have been outperforming the group. So they're up 23%. This stock is up 23% year to date. They have a cannabis <clears throat> play as well. But if I look at Sam, Boston Beer Company, they've outperformed by 2x. They have Dogfish. There was a merger uh, a couple of months ago. Um, I think you have to have a cannabis play. Mm-hmm. Which they, which Constellation you does. Pl- you have to have a, a well-versed, you have to have spirits, you have to have beer, and you have to have cannabis, which is what Constellation has over everybody else, even if they've underperformed against the sale. And what about the dog, Molson Coors? Just can't get, yeah, out, of can't get out of its own way. I mean, making five-year lows. So it's very idiosyncratic, right, case by case. And Bud but, has some succeeding products, and Michelob Ultra is doing well, but uh, their, their main brand, well, which is uh, Bud Light, is, is down. What happened in the beer industry about four years ago is you had massive consolidation and there was a lot of financial engineering. And again, Bud and Bev, uh, the Brazilians were at it once again. Again, the guys at 3G Capital, big players there. Um, I, look, I look at STZ, the fact that they grew 7.4% in that quarter on the top line was very, very impressive. When you talk about canopy growth, uh, they're saying this is going to be a billion top line by the end of 2021. Uh, the problem is in the short run, it's been a hit on margins about 15, 20 cents. Time for the final trades, gentlemen. Let's go around the horn. Tim, you get to go first. Yeah, I, I labored long and hard about Google, so it would be silly for me not to choose it now. Google, have a great weekend. All right, Carter. I like biotech, and I think you can use XBI to play it long. XBI. Mr. Grasso. Home builders, interesting week. You saw Lennar get pummeled, and then you just had KB Homes rally. That's rallying the rest of the group. I'm long, Lennar, stay long, 3A rule, buy Lennar. Ty, did you have fun? I had fun. Yeah. I you know, always it was had so, fun. I don't know. This is so much fun. Typically, like I get out of here. You know, five thirty. I'm out of here like zip, bam. But you know what? Is it okay if I hang out for a way? Yeah, come on. Sure, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I'll put absolutely. a jacket on. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Sir. CLF, Tyler. That'll get All you. All right, done. CLF. That's it. All right, that does it for us here on Fast Money. Don't move. Special options action starts right after the break. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.